0: Hello and welcome. This is the Duster Today podcast. Happy to be with you for another episode. This episode is all about LCU Shaps basketball. The Shaps have had a historically good season and are getting ready to start the big dance just this weekend. Here to talk about it with me today were three absolutely foundational pieces of the program. I had Coach Todd Duncan, Senior Forward Parker Hicks, and Senior Guard Lloyd Daniels. Lloyd Daniels transferred from Murray State College in 2019, and he's been a force for the program for the last three years. He just earned his third consecutive nod for first-team All-Conference in the Lone Star Conference. Parker Hicks is the program's first player to reach All-American status in the NCAA D2 era for LCU. He's also a two-time Lone Star Conference Player of the Year and a two-time Lone Star Conference first-team member. He also, just this season set the program record for points in a game, scoring 50 back on February 8th. And also, Coach Todd Duncan. Coach Todd Duncan has been leading the Shaps basketball team for 11 seasons. The past two seasons, Duncan and the Shaps have had a vice grip on the Lone Star Conference, winning the conference outright both in 21 as well as this year. The Shaps currently sit at 26-3 overall, and they've been ranked number one in the D2 polls for the majority of the year. Coach Duncan has won the Lone Star Conference Coach of the Year for the past two seasons. The Shaps are currently a one-seed in the NCAA D2 tournament and are preparing to host Texas A&M Commerce this Saturday at 5, right over in the Rip Griffin Center. I really, really enjoyed the conversation I got to have with these three guys. I hope you enjoyed as well. So, let's get right to it. Here is Lloyd Daniels, Parker Hicks, and Coach Todd Duncan. All right, so I want to start here. February 8th. Parker, you set the single game scoring record in LCU history, scoring 50 points in the game. And I want to get all three of y'all's thoughts on this. But Coach Duncan, I want to start with you. To me, I was in there that night. It was an incredible night. Maybe a more remarkable feat than the 50 was Parker scoring the game's first 34 points. So when that took place, how were you processing that in the moment? Well, I'm usually not.
1: Totally aware of you know how many points every player has, just kind of how many points we have, how many points the other team has, and I think I looked up there one time to for a foul count or something, and it was maybe eight to whatever, and Parker had all eight and you know it it registered, but it didn't you know it wasn't alarming or anything. It's just like okay, he's off to a good start and then you know eight turned to twelve to sixteen twenty and and now there's kind of a little bit of a buzz about it and but the the crazy part is, like, we were just still getting shots that we wanted. Like, I think the rest of the team, that half, was one for 11. So, it's not like Parker was the only one that shot. The other guys were getting good looks. They just weren't going. And, of course, the looks Parker were getting, they were almost in all going. And I think the best part of it is he didn't have these heat check shots where you just throw up a bad shot and hope it goes in. And uh, it was just in the – really the rhythm of the offense, so to speak. So – um, it was just a fantastic performance. You know, we were down a few guys that game, and uh, we needed every one of them. Uh, these guys said before the game that I'm, I said, uh, we need LD and Parker to take over or something. And what I meant to say was we need somebody besides LD and Parker to, <laughs> to help us out. So I guess my tongue got tied a little bit. So it kind of was ironic that, <laughs> you know, those guys, and particularly Parker in that first half, were going off like that.
0: LD what was it like for you watching Parker have that have that first half and in uh, that complete game?
2: Oh, that was the craziest thing I ever seen on a basketball court. Uh like coach said none of his shots were forced. They were just in the flow of the offense and we just wanted to give him the ball. Had like four in a row. <laughs> just kept giving it to him, but it was in the flow of the offense, so they weren't forced and when he shot it, I knew it was going in and he had like 25 or something. And he's at the foul line. And I just talked to him, I was like, can you get 50? <laughs> and he ended up getting 50, so it was pretty funny. Right. That was crazy.
3: All right, Parker, walk us through this night for you. Yeah, like they both said, I thought it was just crazy that the shots were just coming out of our motion offense. It wasn't like, we're going to play, give Parker the ball, and he's going to go score. It was just, it was almost weird how naturally they were happening. and. Um, when you're a good shooter and you hit a couple in a row, that basket just gets a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. And I think what I did um, consistently was not only shoot the outside shot, but also get inside or get to the free throw line and see it go in in multiple ways instead of just trying to shoot threes when I was hot or shoot, you know, some step back. But I think the big thing was just the team and we just did a good job of running our motion. And I just happened to keep. I just kept being open and I just kept on knocking them down. So coach Duncan, we sit here today and it's the week of, uh, you know, the big tournament
0: later, later on this week on Saturday for y'all. And, you know, a lot of ball still to be played. That's certainly how y'all feel and uh, how us fans feel as well. But, uh, right now looking at your group, how, how would you describe this team's identity?
1: I'd say together is a, is a word that comes to mind. I don't think, uh, that, you know, everybody gets along. I'm sure there's guys that are closer to each other than maybe another teammate or two. But just the togetherness that I felt the whole time these guys have been here and it's only grown and grown and strengthened. And uh, I think they're tough-minded. I think uh, they're all in, you know, committed, maybe it would be a good word. So, uh, yeah, it makes it really enjoyable to coach them because you just uh, – they have the, they're on the same mission as we are. We're all on you know we all have the same goal at the end of the day. And uh you know we all have invested a ton of time and energy, you know, these guys have you know given their body <laughs> day in and day out to to is asked of them and they've they've answered the bell. That's the thing I keep saying, you know, you're kind of like that boxer in the corner and you know you got another round coming and you just got to get out and you got to go be willing to get in the fight again. And uh you know, I'm just really proud. I've told this group that you know, I'm going to be sad when it's over, regardless of how it ends. Obviously, we want it to end in Indianapolis or Indiana with in Evansville, you know, hoisting a trophy. Um, but uh, you know, I'll just miss the day in, day out seeing these guys in the gym, just going into battle, knowing I got LD and Parker on my side is is a, a thing that gives a coach a lot of confidence. So it's been a blessing to have these guys together the last
0: three seasons coach how how has this season been different than maybe what you expected because last year was really special and we all really you know loved that group and then the news comes out early in the offseason and it's like hey everybody's coming back and I remember like oh wow well that's that's awesome that's going to be fun and then you know there's some there's some adversity with you know Gonzalo ended up not returning and then real early on you guys are faced with some injuries with Ty and and Cam and and things like that and so but it seemed, you know, despite all that adversity, you guys have remained strong and true, and you're sitting here as as a one-seat. So how, how has it been different than maybe you expected preseason? Yeah, well, you end
1: last year and you start thinking through, you know, what your roster is going to look like, and really our recruiting was pretty intentional as far as let's bring in some young guys that make it help us, but that um, understand we're bringing a really strong group back. And then, you know, just the way it happens, you know, unfortunately Ty gets injured in the summer Cam's just kind of banged up and can't quite get 100% after the first four three or four games of the year and uh man these guys just everybody just kind of filled in those gaps I don't know it's probably the best way to say it um we didn't consciously say you got to do more you got to do more um you know the way we play is just you know we're together like we talked about and I think these guys just they understand, like, you know, Parker, LD, you know, Rowan, uh, Amir obviously stepped up big time. We need you guys to, to just, you know, be our core and, and you've you just got to hold the fort down. Hopefully these guys will get better. And uh, fortunately Cam's back, but Ty's not. So, you know, I've been proud of Zach step and Jalen Bratton and Aaron Gonzalez and really KJ. There was a time where he was filling in that role. So just whoever we've needed has really responded And as a coach, um, I just appreciate those guys that know their number's going to get called for being ready, but also those guys who maybe are in a unique role of not knowing when and if their number's going to be called, but when they've had the chance to get out there, they've stayed ready so that uh, they've been able to help us, you know, in ways that we've – and we've needed every one of them.
0: LD, I wanted, I wanted to ask you about this. I remember in the offseason last year, there was a moment in time where your your name was actually in the transfer portal uh, thinking about going somewhere else. That ended up not happening, and, and we were all thrilled when that news came out. Uh, and so you came back and did another year. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about that process, ultimately deciding to stay, and, and what it's meant to you to be here uh, with LSU basketball this season?
2: Yeah, so obviously I was in the transfer portal for a little bit, Um well, I wanted to go back home, play in front of my family because my family hasn't really seen me play since I've been in high school. Actually, my dad and my sister got to see me play last week. that was really good, but they really haven't gotten to see me play in college, so I was trying to go closer to home and see what I could do and just test the waters but uh, I just knew that if I came back, the team we had coming we had everyone coming back, so I knew we had a special year coming and I wanted to be with all these guys, coaches, teammates. It's like my second family, my brothers. So I knew I was only in the transfer for two weeks and it just didn't feel right because they were practicing in the off season and I was obviously I wasn't at practice with them. So I just missed being around all of them. And I knew if I came back, we'd have a special
0: year. So it was pretty easy to come back. <laughs> Parker, you and L D joined the SHAPS at the same time. You both started at other universities and, and ultimately made your way here. What was your first impression of L D when y'all first stepped on the court the first time together?
3: Just how I think the one thing that stands out to me is how he plays at his pace all the time. Um if he has a smaller guard on him that's quicker, maybe quicker, he's still, you know, working his way to the paint, however it might be. And he's always on like Y'all may think he's shooting these like crazy off-balance shots, but those are the shots like LD makes. (laughs) We talk about in practice about being on balance, but like LD, his on balance is kind of different than anybody else's. And I think his way, the way he finishes it around the basket and then not only this year has he really finished, but he's also looked for others. He's led our, I think he leads our team in assists this year. And it's, I mean, with Cam going out, him having maybe to step up into that role of finding those guys is what's kind of showing that he has that all-around game. Um, he has a pro game where he can go get a bucket when he needs to, but he also can find the open guy. So that's what I've enjoyed and noticed. Same question to you, LD. What was your first impression of, of Parker, first
0: time you stepped on the court with him?
2: Uh, I was happy to have him. Big – well, I call Parker a big guard, especially <laughs> this year. Uh, just seeing his game transform. Uh, his first year, he was more outside, and then his second year came back, he was going inside and out. So – He's a big guard. He could play from the outside, take it inside. He's the biggest threat on the court because he usually has a big guy guarding him. And we run this play called stack. Hopefully, no one's listening. <laughs> but <laughs> I think they know it by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he usually has a big on him, and he sets me a back screen, and he usually gets me a layup because the big guys don't want to help off a Parker. So it's just a luxury having a guy, a big man who could shoot and uh, get inside. It's just awesome to have a player like Parker who could do it all and really fortunate to have a player like him
0: coach can you explain the process a little bit of of, of bringing these two guys in I mean with with Parker being at Tech and then LD was at Murray State College and so how, how did that work with the recruiting process and then again same kind of same question to you what was your first impression of these guys like first time you saw them in the rip playing
1: yeah uh saw Parker in high school, and. Uh, You know, the name uh, Lloyd Daniels was familiar to me just because his father and I were in the league together way back when, and obviously I knew his dad just of his dad growing up. So uh, a friend of Coach Himes was uh, Lloyd's junior college coach. And uh, so first time I heard his name was, you know, there's a kid at Murray State in Oklahoma, Lloyd Daniels, and we need to look at him. I was like, you know, just that's – that's too much of a coincidence. I wonder what if that's you know, that's his son. Found out it was and reached out. Lloyd came on a visit and, you know, we knew, you know, he was a, a big time get for us, so we were had to be patient while, you know, he kinda shifted through some offers and try to see what was gonna happen for him. And uh, you know, at the same time we're trying to get Parker, you know, always just like, Hey Park, if you wanna leave tech, here we are. Um, so
0: you had, you had said that to him before? Well, just
1: teasing a little bit. We'd yep. go to practices or in the summer. And we had watched him in high school because uh, we also know his high school, high school coach pretty well um, from just his playing days at Tech and Coach Himes was there when he was there a little bit. So it's kind of just a you know, big world but a small world in a, in a unique way. And uh, I, I'll be honest, like I knew both of them were going to be really, really good, but, I mean, they're special. What, what you can't see, you know, you see the play, but what you don't see is their loyalty. You don't see their commitment to the team. You don't see the way they lead in their own quiet way. They're not demonstrative. You know, they can, uh, they can come in my office and say, what do you think about this, and, and I trust them. There's just so many things like that that you're not going to get on a recruiting visit. I was, I was like, you'd go on a, a date with someone and you're having to decide if you're going to get married. Or at least you're going to date for a while. You know, you're recruiting these people. And uh, you're just trying to get as much information as you can. They both love basketball. I love basketball. They want to win. They put, you know, Parker had 50, and I promise you, if we didn't win that game, that would have meant nothing to him. In fact, it probably would have made him even – it would have made him mad because, (laughs) you know, he wants to win. And LD's the same way. So, uh, special, special people, and they've gotten better. They allow us to coach them. You know, I, I know Popovich has said this about Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker. They'll, like, when your best players are your hardest workers and the guys that are the most humble and you can coach them the hardest, it just makes your life as a coach. What's, what's the guy in the end of the bench going to say when the, when the two best players are, are just sitting there figuring out how they can get better? So, uh, you know, all that just, you know, it's the reason we have a, you know, we've had some success and a special season going.
0: Question for, for both you guys, Parker and LD, what, what, what is has LCU meant to you? You know, being, you, you saw one university and then you came here. What, what's special about this place? What do you, what do you most enjoy about Love it, Christian?
3: I think for me, and I've told this story before, just kind of how my life changed drastically from, from tech to LCU and. Finding my spot with Christ and all that stuff, um, that's really probably been the biggest impact is not only am I getting to play basketball in the game I love, but I'm also getting a better relationship with Jesus and that part of the life that I may have missed my first two years. Um, and then just how everybody is, like here, especially here lately, is how everybody is supporting and loving of us um, that they really maybe not have had before. And, like, we were playing in the – conference tournament in Frisco when we have a fan bus go down there like I just thought that was so cool for them to show that support way out in Frisco when you know they're a bunch of donors and may not pay attention but I think just over the years the more support and love that's they've shown is really starting to hit home more but I always tell people that LCU always changed my life with my relationship with Jesus first so
2: what about you LD? Uh, like Parker said, uh, so off the court, the community. Uh, the community is awesome. I met a lot of great people here since I got here. I've been to professor's houses. They invite me over for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Made relationships with their kids. They like being around me. So I think the community here is awesome. On um, my last school, we really didn't have a big community like that. So coming here and seeing how everyone just loves each other and roots for each other is awesome. And then on the court, That's changed my perspective of basketball a lot, having two great coaches, like Coach Snuggan and Coach Himes, and Coach Huey. But uh, just having those guys around, teaching me the game, stuff that I really realize about the game, like playing on balance or a bunch of defensive stuff, like just reading the game on offense and defense has helped me tremendously. So uh, it's been a huge impact for my career for basketball and just having a good community off the court.
0: Would you consider yourself a Texan yet, or
2: uh, still a little more time? I always joke around with my friends back home. They like to call me a cowboy, but <laughs> I just I like Texas, Texas is nice, but oh,
0: we're glad you're New Jersey's here.
2: always home, but new Jersey. Texas is my second
0: home. <laughs> new Jersey's still home, my you. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, I wanted to we'll start with you, coach. I wanted to get into the set that y'all ran against St Edwards in the conference tournament conference tournament quarterfinal uh, with one second left. Uh, really awesome if you, if you hadn't seen it go look on go look on Twitter or online and watch the highlight of Parker uh, winning the game with less than a second left off a beautiful drawn up set on the sideline so can, can you walk us through that and then I want to hear the, these guys perspective on it as well and I think Parker improv it a little bit he he told me and in, in yeah passing.
1: for sure well we're sitting in and that goes back to the question we talked about earlier it's like we're in the huddle and I'm like what do you guys like here you know, we have a, an action that we run that has a lot of different options on it. And so, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, where to put everybody. And and Parker just, I think, told Amir, you know, if, if this certain situation happens on this play, I'm diving. I'm slipping to the basket. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he communicated that to everybody in the huddle, but maybe even specifically to Rowan. You know, so, you know, the challenge for me, to be honest, is I'm sitting there looking at Parker – lloyd amir rowan and i'm like (laughs) only one of these guys can take this shot and we get one chance you know we had that chance then second time too you know and it's it's kind of a dilemma like you know i know like it's a sideline play so it's like okay obviously i just didn't want us to settle for a bad shot obviously didn't want to turn it over you know in the backcourt so we're going to do something going to the basket if we can and I just really give Rowan credit for a great pass, all the guys' credit for executing, being in their space. Um, And it, you know, is just one of those dream scenarios where it worked out perfectly for us. Um, But that's just the basketball intelligence. I just think it's it's watching film every day. It's just reading the defense. It's just, you know, first of all, just catching the, you know, just it's kind of like a, a route in football where you just turn and the ball's there. And so it's great just communication between two people. And and uh, I was standing away from the referee just because I wanted to make sure we didn't get a five count. So I told Rowan, you know, don't worry about the count. I'm going to call timeout if mm. if you don't have something. We don't have to throw it. We still have a timeout. And, uh, you know, time just kind of slows down when all that's happening. <laughs> and then you're like, there's .7 left. How is that even possible? Um, so we still, you know, we were excited, but it's like, okay, we got a Saint Ed's ripped our heart out last year on a on a late second yeah. shot. So let's, <laughs> as excited as we are, we still got to play D for .7 seconds. Parker,
0: so. Parker could have pump faked one more time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know it was had a, a buzzer beater. I don't know.
1: <laughs> man, it was a just an awesome catch and finish and pass, and everybody had a role on that play. Yeah. Even the people that didn't touch the ball set it up as well.
0: Had y'all ran that set earlier in the the season? Not with
1: the slip but we have ran it you know just to get it in bounds or you know just as an an initial action that might lead into something else.
3: How was it for you Parker? How do you you remember it? Yeah just like he said the time kind of slowed down. I just I know with not being much time on the clock that St. Edge was expecting and like a just a one catch and shoot type play um and we just drew it up there. And then I, yeah, I told Rowan, I said, Hey, if they're going to help out, I'm just going to slip right to the rim. And if it's there, there, and if not, a mirror's going to be open. And we walk out there and get in our spot or whatever and cook Logan cook, the kid guarding me. He's like, I know what's going to you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And then, so I'm like in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, so he's expecting me to get, get a shot. And so just the action happened and I just set it up high and I he took off after Amir was coming back, and then I just dove right to the rim, and nobody was there. And it just – it was a great pass by Rowan. And, yeah, like, like Coach said, the time just kind of slowed down. Like it was the longest one second because <laughs> I thought I catched, I gathered, then I went up. But it was just great execution from everybody. And then, I mean, those are just moments you won't ever forget. So
0: so it was Amir on that, on that curl coming off the screen, probably option one? and and then if parker i mean parker turns to option one if the slips there but is amir the decoy or is that who y'all trying to get the shot to
1: like there there's there's several yeah it's like this is one of the options it wasn't like a 1a 1b it was uh you know a lot of times ld is is uh throwing that in on that play but i wanted him you know coming to the ball too because like park said earlier he's got a great knack for for just making some ridiculous shots too so we wanted him flashed in the corner. They're obviously going to respect that too, so that brings another guy away from the basket. Aaron can shoot, so we were going to have him space. And Amir is so athletic that, you know, he's just going to read it and, and find open space. And if he's open, you know, catch one dribble, let it fly. So really all the above were in play. It was just a matter of, of what opened up. That's what made the, the pass so impressive because Rowan, you know, had the big kid craft on him, who was really doing a good job of just taking away anything easy. And so for him to, you know, kind of fake him up and throw around him, you know, it's just a uh, perfect execution. Really the only spot he could put it in, and he did it.
0: LD, what what is different about this year's team uh, compared to last year's team as far as uh, the mentality? And, you know it, it being tournament week and y'all had that experience last year and, and y'all were in there in the rip last year and and uh, you know had a, had a great shot and had a good run but what what's different about what you learned from that to going into this week and going into Saturday
2: uh, from my point of view I just felt like last year when I mean, we had an amazing season last year regular season conference champs and all that but I think last year we were just kind of like happy to be there you know like we're in all these games we're enjoying the moment like we're just happy to be here. But now this year's team has like a huge chip on our shoulder. It's like it's go time. We all want to win. No excuses. We can learn from our wins. We're all trying to get better. So I feel like this year we just have that chip and we don't want to have that sour feeling that we had last year against West Texas. So we're all just locked in. We have one goal and that's to win. And we're going to do that however we can.
0: What was it like this year, Parker, starting out with such a long win streak, just being undefeated for, for such a long period of time? Did it, did it add increased pressure? Would, and then how did it feel when that first loss came? How did things
3: shift at that point? Yeah, well, I, I kind of think we had a target on our back even before we started winning. You know, we're preseason number one in the conference and defending champions, and you already have a target because everybody wants to beat you. And then we just, I mean, we didn't, I guess we didn't play in the RMAC Challenge last year, but it was two years ago we went up to Colorado and we didn't have a good showing at all. We lost both games. And so, like, for me and LD, that was our first time since then that we've gotten to play these RMAC schools that you're going to see in the region. And mm. we just really had that mindset of whatever it takes to win is what it's going to do. And then I think everybody's just played their role. Like you said, like, we had Ty go out with an injury. We had Cam go out with an injury. And during that time, like, he's like Zach Step played it. He shot it, and he played like terrific during that stretch. And then there was times when Jalen Bratton was playing terrific, and then even KJ started in Hawaii for us for a couple games. And I think that's what's made us so special is that even with those two guys from last year being out, we have guys come in and step up and do whatever it takes to win. And even though we've had that target on our back the entire year, it's just we've tried to stay focused and just worry about one game at a time. Like we. Coach says all the time, it's on our schedule. We might as well win it. (laughs) Like you can't be looking up into the future, or can't be looking into like, for example, the regional finals Tuesday. We got to worry about Commerce Saturday, and then once we get take care of Commerce, and we worry about whoever we play next. And then I think that's just what we've done really well is, it's just forty minutes at a time, and then we can worry about the next team. So, he said it, Coach. uh, Commerce on Saturday, five p.m.
0: right, right over there in the rim. Uh, y'all played them on January thirteenth. One a, a, a close one by four. How do you uh, how do you interpret them uh, this this time around?
1: Yeah, they're a team that was on the bubble to get in. I think they uh, were sweating it out them and probably two or three other teams. So I'm sure it gave them life to to get back. You know, uh, get their season rolling again. Because when it ends, it's. It's so abrupt, and then to kind of have some life pump back in, so I think we'll get an energized group. They're very talented, probably as much talented as anyone that we've played all season. Um, they're aggressive, and we have to execute at a high level, value the ball, take care of it. You know, just really um, the things that we've been preaching all year, it's not like a different game plan for, for this game. Uh, you know, we just have to steady our minds and, and go perform to the – you know, what we've really been working for all year is – is these, you know, games at the end. So it's the journey, not necessarily the destination, but now we're at the end, so it's uh, it's finished strong. We've only got a limited number of games regardless, so let's let's maximize every one of them and, you know, play as long as we can because uh, this is a special group and they're definitely capable of, of being a national champion. Um, but I think you – I don't know that you win games, you win moments – so we just have to win all the moments in the game. There's a lot of possessions. We just got to get big stops. We got to finish and have answers when they make runs. Um, we just got to be locked into the process of blocking out and valuing the ball and moving with purpose, just the simple things. Um, it's not, you know, it may come down to a play like St. Ed's, but, you know, it's, it's really just uh, the possession by possession that we kind of been preaching all year long.
0: LD, what do you remember about commerce from that game on January 13th?
2: Uh, Just like Coach said, very athletic team, very talented team. Uh, They're going to get after you on defense. Uh, They're going to run their stuff on offense. We're going to be able to guard, uh, rebound, take care of the ball. So uh, it was a tough game at their place, but uh, we won, obviously. But it's going to be a tough challenge. They're going to be jacked up to play since they got in. A hey, verse one. They have a great opportunity to come here and do something, but we'll be ready.
0: To the players, and I don't want you to think too hard on this, as I understand we've got three really important weeks of basketball remaining, and that and that's what's important here. But I do want to ask both of you. Uh, this is your last. This is y'all's last season here at LCU. So what what's next for you guys? Let's start with you, Parker.
3: Uh, for me, it's to get into coaching. Um, I've always wanted to be a college coach, and that's just the next step I'll take. Um, whether it's being a GA at Tech, here, Texas, you know, wherever I think the best situation for me to be successful is is my goal. And then, yeah, it's just always been a dream of mine. And, you know, you never want to stop playing basketball, but it's like five years later, it's already here. And you look back and it's just how quick it goes. And But I still get to be around the game I love and do whatever I can, because now I'll have it from a player's perspective. And so, yeah, I look forward to being a GA somewhere next year.
0: Fantastic. What about U L D?
2: LD? Uh, for me, just keep playing, playing professionally. Uh, Talked to a couple people, got some evaluations, stuff like that. So I'll probably keep I'll keep playing for sure. But uh, I'm just worried about now, you know? Yeah. Worry about the moment right now. Worry about that stuff after. But I'll keep playing. Just want to stay in the game of basketball for as long as I can, even when I'm done playing. So it's exciting. It is very, very exciting.
0: I'm going to get to a few speed round questions in, in just a minute, but I want to ask you, uh, Coach Duncan, just one last one. How how will you remember this this 2021-2022 team of yours?
1: Well, I'll just remember them fondly. Uh, you know, I the hardest part for me is just uh, not letting my mind go to what it's going to be like without them, but I also have to recognize that you know, when you have special teams and you have success, then every year you're you're hopefully losing really not only great players but great people. That's why you recruited them to begin with. You've had success, you've enjoyed it, and you just understand there's seasons and chapters in life that that uh you know they come and go. And you know just you think about the first time you see these guys or you talk to them on the phone. I mean, it's very. I can remember the gym where I. Where I stood and watched Parker play in high school, I can remember where I was talking to Lloyd when he committed to us. Like it's just vivid. I could paint a picture of it. Just everything about it. And but there's also Zach Step and and every team you know who's a special person who I've known for a long, long time. He's one of the best teammates of any any uh, athlete could ever have in any sport. He's the most loyal, team first, generous, hardworking kind person that there is um he is just 100 percent all in on whatever the team has so and he's helped us I'm just so proud of him and to see him be able to be a part of our success so I'm gonna you know miss these guys you know I'll be using them as examples <laughs> you know so future players are going to be hearing about you know and I already do like you know we're <laughs> just as an example uh you know like Hey, Parker Hicks is in here working out. Why can't you? You know, the, he's two-time Player of the Year. Lloyd Daniels is pretty special, and he's still in here getting up shots. Like these guys are, there are an example of um, just what every coach would dream of getting to coach. So, fondly is probably the the first word that comes to mind. There's a lot of emotions that'll be there. Um, I'm excited; they're both going to be around basketball. You know, to me, they're guys I'll be connected with for life, and you know, I'll be a fan of theirs as they, you know, have families and, and their, their lives just take directions. You know, I'll just, you know, the role will change and I'll, I'll just become their friend and I'll be someone who's just on the sidelines as one of their biggest fans for sure.
0: I want to end with a few speed round questions. So I'm going to ask all of you uh, a question. Um, it's going to be the same question. You can give a short answer, long answer, however you want to do it, but we'll just go down the line all with the, the same question. So let's go LD, Coach Duncan, and then Parker. So LD, uh, who's who's the best shooter in here? <laughs> Coach Duncan? All right. Coach, Co- du- Coach Duncan. <laughs>
3: it's me. I got it.
0: <laughs> all right. So Parker, Parker's different than the other two. All right. Which player... LD, and this could be from any era, any time, would you compare your game to? Mm.
2: That's a good question. Um, hmm. I'm not too sure about that. Maybe. I'm trying to think, like, the NBA would probably say, like, Malcolm Brogdon, because he's a combo guard. Brogdon, all right. And he could go inside and outside, yep. post people up, hit shots from the outside. So maybe Malcolm Brogdon.
0: Malcolm Brogdon, I like him. What about you, Coach?
1: Would I compare Lloyd's game to, or Not my game? Your,
0: your game, my game, your game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, just a spot up shooter. You know, I could, uh, I could handle it better than probably people thought. So I don't know. Just. Uh, my favorite players were like John Stockton, uh Isaiah Thomas, you know, a little error by a bygone error, but uh you know, I I love the way the game's played nowadays, just the way the floor is spaced and the emphasis on, you know, letting letting those guys shoot the three in the NBA and, and how they play. But uh I was just a guy lucky to get to play, to be honest. <laughs> so just whoever whoever just has kind of given their life to basketball that just doesn't want it to end. And Jamal Crawford, they said he plays pickup games every day. Right. That's how I was playing. I just I love the game, so uh, you know, just anyone that loves the game is who I would identify with.
0: So you said Isaiah Thomas. So in the late '80s, like '89 and '90, were you uh, were you rooting for the Bad Boys to beat Jordan?
1: No, I wasn't rooting for him, but I watched him play at Indiana. Okay, and then I just loved his handle. You know, when you're a guard and you're smaller, you just try to pick somebody you can identify with that's having success and I just loved how tough he was and gritty. And I saw him, you know, score like 25 points in a quarter on a – you know, when he after he sprained his ankle. and, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love the Bulls, though. I was always rooting for the Bulls. I kind of thought the bad boys were, you know, yeah. the dirty like they were. But I also kind of appreciate just that toughness and that grit and that, like, you know, they're not out there uh, hugging it out with those guys. You know, to them it was it was like a war, this battle, like – the line was clearly drawn, so we're, we're, or drawn, we're all on one side here. and uh, They respected Jordan, but they didn't fear him, so I kind of love that as well.
3: Right. All right, Parker, what about you? Who do you compare your game to? I don't know if I would compare it, but I'm trying to – the first person that comes to mind is just kind of like a Dirk style. Okay. Um, where he can shoot it, obviously, and then, you know, I like that fade away around my right shoulder. So when that was kind of his go-to move, but, yeah, that's probably who I would. It was definitely say, so. LD. Who's the funniest
0: player on y'all's team?
2: As, I can go different, I could be different every day. But <laughs> funniest kind of team to me is Rowan McKenzie. <laughs> Rowan or Amir.
0: Rowan or Amir. Yeah. What about you, Coach?
1: I was gonna say Amir, but Rowan is, but he doesn't always mean to be. <laughs> That's kind of probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but really, there's a uh, Like, Jalen Bratton's got a quick wit about him, too. He's kind of quiet, and people who just don't know him might not think that. But uh, all those guys kind of have a little (laughs) snarky side to them or sarcastic side to them, which makes it easy to communicate.
3: I would say Rowan or Amir, but a sneaky one would definitely be Ben. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, He just has a couple side jokes.
0: So y'all have both guys from Australia in there. Yeah. Is that right?
3: Ben's
1: pretty witty he is he's 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 pretty quick (laughs) I've noticed yeah he's
3: good with the one-liners yeah
0: last one on the speed round what is your all-time favorite LCU basketball memory
3: uh
2: mine's beating West Texas last year at West Texas but
0: winning the regional
2: this week (laughs) will be my favorite
0: more to be made for sure coach
1: yeah, I think it was uh that was that was it and then maybe uh when we finished the season this year and just kind of the relief of we did it, you know, just with the target on our back. Mm-hmm. Last year it was climbing the mountain and getting to the top. That was that locker room at WT. This year it was, you know, answering the bell and and uh and reaching our goal. But I'll tell you one that's kind of just came to mind is I walked in our locker room in the summer of the COVID and somebody had written on the board, conference champs. So they were, you know, and WT has kind of had a hold on that, hmm. just like they have on the region. So, uh, you know, just that they were already thinking big when it hadn't been done. You know, two years ago, it was pretty cool for me to just see these guys or somebody thought enough to go get the pen and write it on the board. And I love that.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, for me, definitely at WT last year. I guess just kind of like Coach said, we were climbing the mountain. We finally got it, and then this year again, once you know, we—it's hard to work all year and get the same goal, just because you always have that target. And then, obviously, cutting down a net and regional final, getting up on a ladder, and then a national championship, hopefully, so
0: more to come for sure. And we are looking forward to to watching y'all go for it. We really are. Big thanks to, to all three of you guys. Really thank you for, for the time this evening. And I want to remind everyone listening, you know, come out to the RIP this Saturday, 5 p.m., March 12th, watch these guys compete against Commerce and, and start start the journey for, for that national championship. All begins this weekend. Any any final messages to, to the fans or the community guys?
1: I'm just grateful for the support that we've had from the student body. I know with spring break coming up, some of them have plans, but if they're in town, you know, I just would love to have their support uh, we really need Lubbock to step up and 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 pack the rip and and give us a great home court advantage. That it's it's really hard to to be the number one seed in the region. So we've worked really hard to get that, and we need to take advantage of it.
3: Yeah, I would just thank the community. I think it's been great all year, and hosting the three first three rounds of the conference tournament or the national tournament is a big deal. And I just, I mean, I hope and that. Not only students, but people around the community come out and show support and see. Maybe if we can sell it out, I've never seen it sold out for one of our games, but I'd love to see that. And then obviously take care of the home court. So just probably thanking everybody for the support they've been all year long. It's been it's been awesome. So
2: yeah, just like Parker said, just thanking everyone for the support. The community has been awesome, but uh, just try to get all the students out here, come support us, watch us play. This is kind of like a rare thing. You don't always get teams like this, so it's pretty special. So I hope everyone can come out and watch us play.
0: Thank you guys again so much for joining me today. Really uh, really enjoyed watching you this year and look forward to seeing more ball playing. So thank you all for coming out. Thanks, Kiki. So
1: uh-huh, thank makes. you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Duster Today podcast. Really enjoyed that conversation. We have a lot... Of content coming out over here at The Duster, written articles on the dustertoday.com, and we have many podcasts that you can check out in our library, uh, the Duster Today podcast. Find one you like, send it to one of your friends. We are thankful for your support. Follow on Spotify, like on Apple. We appreciate it all. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless.